When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gill, um, a part of the Fanatical Elves Network, which is all, which is part of the Fans for Sports Network. Victory Monday, another Victory Monday. Um, you can all exhale now. Game's over. Longest game I think I've ever watched that wasn't, didn't go into overtime. Good Lord, the first half was almost two hours. That just adds to uh, being a, a Browns fan and, and their frustration, I guess. Got lucky this week. It was again on local TV, so I got to watch it without having to stream illegally. Thank you, Titans, for being on a buy. And thank you to the local CBS channel for uh, showing uh, the Browns Colts. What a game. Let's start with uh, um, how the team performed overall. The offense is still a mess. You can see glimpses of it working. Um, I don't know whose decision it was to start Deshaun Watson. I didn't like the idea. I kept thinking about the Christmas Day game uh, in Green Bay where Baker didn't practice. Baker Mayfield didn't practice for two weeks, and he threw four interceptions. I have a feeling that if Watson didn't get hurt, he would have broke that record. His passes were terrible terrible he was not ready to play this this game um i'm hearing it was a mutual decision between the player and the coach coaching staff um no but i will give kevin Stefanski credit for realizing early that he just didn't have it and didn't put him back in that shoulder it doesn't look like it's healed um we'll get to that a little bit later. I, I know everybody in Cleveland is yelling and screaming for a quarterback. Um, and as all of you know, I'm a big uh, salary cap guy, but there are ways around it. And we'll talk about that later. Defense. All right. They got gashed. They got gashed for a lot of yardage, but they stopped them when they had to stop them. I'm a little disturbed. Second week in a row, late in the game, they give up a touchdown drive. That's not what a number one defense does. However, they finally won the turnover battle. How weird is that? They're dominant the first <laughs> five games and lose the turnover battle. The sixth game, they get gashed for yardage in both the run and the pass, and they win the turnover battle. It's crazy. But you got to give uh, credit where credit is due. Miles Garrett is superhuman. First player to have two sacks, two forced fumbles, and block a kick in an NFL game. First player ever to do that. Yeah, that's right. Miles Garrett carried that team um, yesterday. Also, Jordan Elliott, another good game in a row. Miles um, uh, Garrett wouldn't have gotten that sack in the end zone if uh, Jordan El Elliott hadn't sacked Minshew up the middle the previous play. Great game by Jordan Elliott. Um, 
secondary, Grant Delphit finally started playing well in the second half. First half, he was out of position most of the game. I don't know what was going on with that. Uh, but anyway, Zadarius Smith got his first sack. Congratulations. Finally, I don't have to worry about it anymore, even though I wasn't worried about it. He leads the team in pressure, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, special teams. How about that? We have a kicker. Uh, three more 50 yards, seven out of seven from 50 yards with a, a career longest of 58. We have a kicker. And just think, going into this season, every, that's the one thing everybody was whining about. This team is so good. This team's got the offense and the defense. Then we're going to blow it with a kicker. Actually, great signing by Andrew Barry. That, um, that was a, a great trade. He's now a weapon. The Browns can have a, has a, have a kicker who is now a weapon. Also special teams, very good play again. Just need that offense to come around. Don't know why. Um, P.J. Walker is an adequate, uh, but like he said post-game, he's, he's never been a backup quarterback. Either he sat or he starts. Uh, this is brand new to him. So I'll, I'll give him a little credit. I'll give him a little slack on that. But um, all in all, the Browns are four and two. They could easily be six and zero oh, if you really think about it. Maybe five and one. That Baltimore game was—they walked right into a, a buzzsaw with them. But they could also be two and four. So I will take this. And as for other fans out there who are going, oh, you got lucky two weeks in a row because of uh, you know referees making bad calls. Have you not paid attention to this team since 1999? The depths of the NFL playbook have been explored by the Cleveland Browns. We're talking uh, getting a key first down in Jacksonville, then running another play to stop the clock, and then the referee saying, no, you can't do that, but the rules say, what you run another play, you can't come back and, and look at a replay. Uh, Dwayne Rudd taking his helmet off. Um, Brown's fumbling the ball and Duke Johnson coming out of the pile with it. And the referees give it to Washington anyway. Um, Phantom offensive pass or, or yeah, pa defensive pass interference. Um, this year, uh, Amari Cooper, not even close to stepping out of bounds, calls him out of bounds. One time a referee flag hit a Browns player in the eye when the referee threw it. So, uh, yes, were they lucky? Kind of. Uh, I could see how the referees would call both those calls. Uh, the Amari Cooper one, the guy definitely grabbed him. He's a very good route runner. Um, he's not going to, uh, you know, he doesn't make up things. He's a precise route runner, and the guy got juked out and grabbed him. As for the other pass interference was the ball catchable? No. Is it the job of the referee to watch the arc of the ball? No. It's the job of the referee to watch to make sure that the receiver isn't interfered with. The defensive back clearly grabbed DPJ's arm. Sorry. They're going to call that. And it happened in the end zone. They have to call that. So, yes, they benefited this week. Good. Took them a while to get it in the end zone. Thank you. God, Kareem Hunt, just run it, man. Run it. Don't try all this fancy stuff that Utah 
pass to uh, a shuttle pass to David Njoku, hits him in the face. But let's talk about some good things that happened. Um, Elijah Moore is back as a wide receiver. Keep him there. That was a very, that last drive, uh, a little over two minutes. That was a key, um, key throw and a key catch by Elijah Moore. As you noticed, he had beaten his man down the sideline. Usually, usually when a defense is late in the game and a team is down to zero or one timeouts, you play the sidelines to keep the, the ball inbound. So clock runs. He got past, he got past his guy. He creates separation. So keep him at wide receiver. Another trick play with Marquise Goodwin. Run one once a week with Marquise Goodman. This was a reverse. It worked. Got him down first and goal. Touchdown scored later. Excellent play calling. Um, that last drive was excellent play calling by Kevin Stefanski. I'm going to give him his props. Um, the Watson decision, decision not putting him back in the game. He's matured. In the past, he would have run him back out there, and the Browns probably would have got boat raced out of that uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. So I, I'm, I'm seeing maturity in, um, in Kevin Stefanski. Excellent. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about the quarterback position. Right now, the Browns are getting the worst play out of their quarterback uh, room than any other team. Uh, they have a QBR of 33.9, uh, passer rating of 61.0. That's terrible. That's last. Um, if this team had an average offense, um, th they are playoff bound. But now they have to decide what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'm sure he's getting an MRI today. If he's not, they should be. They're going to have to make a decision. Um, do you, you stick, stick to this week-to-week, day-to-day, hope and pray that they're doing right now at, uh, at the Browns, or do you just bite the bullet and uh, go get a quarterback? Um, P.J. Walker's a, a good quarterback. He should have got the starter reps this week. I, I was deathly against – I was so against Deshaun Watson playing this game. I, I would have arrested him for another week, gave P.J. Walker all the first team snaps, and he probably looked a lot would have looked a lot better. Um, but next week they're going into – this week they're going into Seattle, a place that has not been kind to the Cleveland Browns. I think they've won there in their entire history only three times. I remember Bill Belichick taking good teams in there and getting their ass handed to them. So this is not – not a sure win. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would not be surprised if um, the betting line is heavy in the favor of uh, Seattle. I know they just beat a, a, a terrible Cardinals team by, uh, by 14 points and should have won more, but you never know. It's a loud place. I'm sure Pete Carroll is looking at that um, uh, offensive film that the Colts put up and figuring out ways to beat Jim Schwartz's defense. Now, the one thing I, I like about Jim Schwartz and his defense is he corrects the mistakes. This was a, a, a bugaboo of his previous defense with the Titans and early with the Eagles that you could run on, uh, that you could get in the, a, a talented running back could get in the gaps and get big runs. And you saw that. Also a combination of no Sioni Taki Taki. I now realize how important 
Taki Taki is at the linebacker position. Um, Tony Fields is a nice special teams player. Three touchdowns in the last uh, two years. So, yeah, nice special teams player. But, man, oh, man, Taki Taki's physicalness is needed in that offense, in that defense to help stop the run. So, quarterback, what do you do? I've heard a lot of fans say Jacoby Brissett. No, thank you. I, I love Jacoby. He's a career backup. He wins one. He loses two. Don't need that. Um, now they're floating around Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause because, namely, because he doesn't want to lose, doesn't want to learn a new offense. Um, he might want to come to Cleveland because he's worked with Kevin Stefanski. He already knows the offense. He's going to be paid six point one million this year, and he's going to be a free agent next year. So, what would it take? It would probably take the Browns second and third round pick and they could possibly get cousins back and maybe a, a fifth and a six. Um, the Browns have already done a trade with the Vikings. They got Zadarius Smith, uh, their GM worked for the Browns. So he has a very good relation with, uh, Anthony Barry, Andrew Barry. So, um, it's a possibility. Cousins could come in here, play really well, Increase his value for free agency next year. It would be a rent thing. I'm fine with that. Um, he's in the last year of his contract. Fine. 6.1. It's a lot of money. But right now, the Browns are outspending the league in cash, upfront cash. Right now, they're spending over $50 million above any other team in the league. That's going to come down and uh, bite them in the butt here in probably 2025 or 2026. But this is a win-now situation. That's why Andrew Barry made the trade for the kicker. Everybody said, oh, he's not gonna, he's not gonna release Cade York. That's his draft pick. Well, he saw that Cade York would be a liability, so he fixed it. Now we need to fix the quarterback position. If you are unsure about Deshaun Watson, go ahead, get Kirk Cousins, put Deshaun Watson on IR. Let's move on. We'll deal with Deshaun Watson next year. Some good things that happened yesterday. Um, offensive line, uh, they're playing well. Two weeks in a row, Jed Wills. Again, you know, he, for him to play well, it's not a very high bar, but he is playing well. That, you go back and look at that last touchdown by Kareem Hunt. He boxed off the middle of that Colts defense, which created a nice little crease that Nick Harris got went through, which I love having Nick Harris as the fullback. Um so Najoku showed up again. Just throw him the ball, man. He catches everything. Just don't throw it into his face. Um, he should have caught that touchdown pass at the end. But then if you really looked at it, that would have left the Colts with a lot of time. As for the defense, defensive line, like I said, they, they, they stopped them when they had to. I'm still concerned about that last touchdown drive. Um, the uh, the uh, San Francisco 49ers did the same thing to him late in the game. Um, I think Schwartz will fix all that. Um, hopefully this isn't a trend that other smart coaches are seeing something that, that um, a weakness, but uh, I'll take it. It's a win. They're four and two. What else? Secondary uh, played fairly well. Uh, Grant, like I said, Grant Delphi at the beginning of the game was terrible. You can't let a guy named, Gardner Minshew beat you. He had five touchdowns, three passes, and two running. But then again, he turned the ball over four times. 
He did that last week. He turned the ball over four times last week. So uh, you're, it's either feast or famine with Garden Minshew. Uh, he almost beat you, Browns. So let's concentrate on Seattle. Let's find out what is truly wrong with Deshaun Watson. Is it just his arm? Is it a mental thing? He's only had three, let's see, the second half versus Washington last year and three quarters of the game against Tennessee this year. So five quarters. He's played well five quarters, extremely well in those five quarters. But you can't bring up his bank account, you know, $230 million to get a franchise quarterback. Okay. People were saying when they did it, fine, great, let's get him. Because of all the quarterbacks they've had in the past, uh, searching for a franchise quarterback, they finally get one, he gets hurt or he's, you know, get 11 game suspension. It'll all work out. I am a big fan of Deshaun Watson, but I have to admit that if he is truly, truly hurt and he really can't play, you got to go fix the quarterback position. So Andrew Barry, make it do, make it happen. Um, around the AFC North, um, I will concede that Baltimore is the best team in the AFC North. They totally destroyed Detroit. Uh, I get maybe Detroit isn't as good as they're supposed to, but for goodness sakes, Todd Moken is finally – uh, has finally turned Lamar Jackson into a quarterback, a back, a, a drop back quarterback at times, and you gotta you gotta tip your hat to him. Pittsburgh got lucky again, but I still stick to my uh, prediction that this will be the first season that Mike Tomlin has a, a losing record. Um, so they got a big game in Seattle. Like I said, Todd Philcox isn't walking through that door. Thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, the, it's a tough place to play. They're very loud. Fans are very into it. Pete Carroll is a very good coach. So we'll have to wait and see. It all hinges again on Deshaun Watson. Let's make the decision. Make the team better. Either ride with him and make sure he's healthy or put him on IR and get somebody like Kirk Cousins in here. Wouldn't take him long to learn the offense. He already knows Kevin Stefanski's offense. So that's it for today. Enjoy Victory Monday. Fourth one this year. I'll take it. Uh, this is the first time they've won back-to-back -back games since week 12 and 13 of last year. So let's move up to Seattle, get a victory, and let's make it three in a row. So everybody in, uh, have a great Victory Monday. Uh, my name is Steve Gill. This is the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South podcast, part of the Fanatical Elf Network, which is part of the Fans First Sports Network. I want to thank you for listening, watching, and following. It's because of you that we are here. So thank you and everybody out there. Enjoy Victory Monday. Go Browns.